hello, hello. This is Lance Osborne, and you're listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm here with my good buddy, my good pal, Bobby. Say hey, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, guys? Why is that always... That's the awkward part of the show for me, every time. I don't know what to <laughs> hey, say. Hey, guys. Hey, hi, hello. It's Bobby here. You kind of sound like the Frozen guy. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> you, you, maybe I'll start doing that. That's your thing. Uh, can you tell? Can you tell my voice is uh, is allergy ridden? Well, you sound great. Your, your voice sounds a little lower. It's a good radio sound. Lower. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, that's nice. That's yeah. You like that, dude? How's your week been so far? Give me one highlight. Well, I already told you I'm sick. <laughs> uh, that's not a highlight, uh, Bobby. That's Gosh. a low light. Dude, um, you can't put me on the spot like that. Oh, uh, my wife and I went on a date last night. That's a huge highlight. That's a yeah, big deal. Yeah, date night when you got when you're an above average family. You got four, three plus kids, four plus kids, whatever, ten plus kids. That's a big deal. You got to plan for that, right? We went to see a movie and we had a good time. We also went out to dinner uh, and we dug in her purse for. The old gift card trick. What what have we gotten gift cards for, and where can we eat for free? <laughs> nice move, so, and it worked. It worked. We found one uh, for a little local. It was funny because we it was you know yesterday was the fifth of May. Now uh, for other people, it may have been Cinco de Mayo, um, and we ended up going to this place that we didn't even think. Oh, hey, it's kind of a Mexican place. We were just like, let's go here, and. We show up and there's a bunch of people in the parking lot and they've got tables going on. There's no parking. We're like, oh, what's going on here? We're like, oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. So anyway, whatever. I digress. We had fun. It was a good time. Date night. Right cool. on. Right on. So how mm-hmm. were the kids? Did they make it on their own? Because if you're uh, if you're digging for gift cards, I'm guessing you didn't pay for a babysitter. You let them just manage on their own. Oh, we yeah. do that with Ava's our kids all the time. Seven and a half. She's good. Seven, she yeah. can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, we—that uh, is so not true. <laughs> you, but be, we, we better clarify to anybody and everybody. Gonna... <laughs> we would, yeah, we would never do that. Never do that. Not at least until they're eight and a half. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, how about you, man? It's been a good week around here. Obviously, it's end of the school year, so we've got fun stuff happening left and right between Mary's preschool and Katie Beth's school. It's picnics and field days and special projects and all that stuff. Right it's all good. Uh, but as you know, Bobby, uh, we're getting some traction on the podcast. We've talked about it with our friends, with our amigos, and it seems like it's kind of getting out to that next, that next section, friends of friends, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, I uh, hope so. Facebook has something to do with that too. We've got our Facebook page up now. So to our audience, to our listeners, if you want to go like it, we'd appreciate that. You can check that out. Just go to Facebook and uh, search for Above Average Podcast. I think it comes up that way. You can also go to facebook.com slash the above average show, and that'll take you right to it. So if you want to like that, uh, you'll get the latest updates when we release a new episode and all that stuff if it's not already in your podcast player. Do so I need anyway, to go like it? Do, do you like it? Yeah, I like it. But no, do I need to do, do like, it? like it? Oh, yeah. I guess liking it and liking it is a different thing. There's like it's a, it's an above le- you got to take it up a notch. What a world we live in. Do you like it oh, or yeah. do you like like it? Like like it would mean you both like it in real life and then you like it on Facebook. So I like anyway. 
awesome. Why don't we start the show? Why don't we jump in? Let's do it. What are we talking about today? Uh, I think today we're going to talk about what it's like when your big family opens the doors of your home to others, and hopefully they do it with your permission. So when you're the host. When you're the host. Or the and the hostess. Sure. The host yeah. and the hostess. Yeah. Is there a term? Awesome. Is there a host term for like little ones? Because you, you've got the host for the dad, hostess for the mom. Ho- I don't know. Uh, the host mini- monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> host ankle biters. <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, but gosh. yeah, so so this episode, it's uh, having guests over when you're the host. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the guest might be one person. Other times it might be a bunch of guests. It might be another family like the size of yours. Um but let's be honest, if they're staying in your house, they're probably coming in from out of town, might be a vacation. So anyway, Bobby and I wanted to talk about a few different things. Uh, we've got a little bit of experience with this. Talk about some things, what you can do so that it's still chill, still a good time for not only your your guest, again, because they might be coming in for vacation or they just want to spend a lot of quality time with you and your family. But you also need to enjoy it. Your family also needs to enjoy that as well. It doesn't need to be this crazy stressful time. So right. anyway... Uh, Bobby, uh, some of this idea for this episode came from what our families do. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. We just episodes. did this. We just yeah. did this. Uh, two weeks ago, right? Yep. Two weeks ago, uh, you guys came to visit us. That was fun. Right. Made a show of it. <laughs> Made a big show of it. Big production. I mean, we had the red carpet. We had lighting. Uh, there was a band. I got a local marching band from a high school to come out. I think I, I mean, saw this is how this I is think how I saw Justin people. Bieber as I walked in. Rihanna was there. Yeah, everybody said Beyonce there. was coming. I, I never saw her. And then I don't know. A couple of them don't get along, so it got real crazy. <laughs> well, go so, on. Go on. Why don't you fill us in on like what that looks like? Give us a little bit of background, and I don't know. Maybe share the value. Like, why do we do this? Because it's a big deal for you to get your family and my family all mm-hmm. together. And either us go to Nashville or you come up here to Kentucky. And to do that every six weeks, that sounds a little crazy, but there's a lot of value in it. Yeah, well, and Sarah mentioned this in the wives episode uh, when we brought them in and introduced them uh, a few months ago. Well, probably longer than that now, six months, eight months ago, we decided that when you move away, we're not, it's unacceptable for us to not see you. And I think we all agreed that we just have to figure it out and let's be intentional. So we did. And uh, we travel, so each family travels once every 12 weeks. So once a quarter, you travel to the other family. So that's what, a couple weeks ago, we hosted Lance and Sarah and the Osborne children, and we were really excited about it. So we we did some preparation for it, both mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, to make it fun, just to make it to where it wasn't dreadful or stressful, like, like you mentioned. Uh, and we had a we had a great time. Um, so we're going to kind of go through some some of the things that over time we've developed just as general ideas to help help you get ready. Uh, I'm sure none of it will come off as something that uh, is spellbinding, but it's probably just good, helpful reminders. And and hopefully there'll be some value there for everybody. So when you're the host, again, we're talking about it from this angle. You're hosting, you and your big family are hosting. And again, it might be just your weird aunt from Florida coming to hang out for for a, a weekend or something like that, or it might be a bunch of people. And I think one of the most important things that you can do is get your family on the same page. 
that's one way that you can head off all the craziness on your part. So we'll talk about some of the other planning elements, but I think one of the biggest ones that you can do is obviously, besides making, uh, making sure that you and your spouse are on the same page, you need to make sure that your family, your kids, and I don't care how old they are, if they're two or if they're 18, they need to know what's on the agenda. They need to know who's coming, when they're coming, what's going on, what are the expectations, all that stuff. So Bobby, what do you think would be the best way to pull everybody together? Yeah, family meeting, old style, old school. That's right. New school, old school, bring them together, family meeting time. So what we, some of the things we talk about, uh, we want to sit all the kids down and we say, first of all, we talk about how excited we are, everybody's enthusiastic, it's crazy, we, we throw streamers around and then it's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Our guests come first, that's always a big thing. Uh, we, we want them to know that, uh, you know, just to, to be mindful and to be respectful and you know, it's hard to get when, when you're talking to, you know, four or five little ones, you know, you're only going to get so much <laughs> into those brains, uh, but it's good to try. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's age dependent too. So, you know, I said, sure two year old needs to know what what's going on. Well, I mean, I, I mean that in a practical sense, but maybe not in a literal sense. However, your four year old or your eight year old, you know, it, it just like with everything else with your kids, gradually walk them into okay, how much information do they need to know? Well, mm-hmm. the two-year-old would probably love to hear that grandma's coming to hang out for the weekend. But the five-year-old may need to know, hey, grandma's coming in to hang out for the weekend, but mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa are also going to go out this night. So the sitter's coming over. Like just to kind of grease those gears a little bit again, like you said. Yeah, we're going to just... talk about that. That's a great point. Right. So another thing that would be important to to bring up at the family meeting, I think would be to explain their... Bobby, you you wrote this. You worded this so eloquently. Yeah. Uh, explain their potential displacement. <laughs> what do you mean by exactly, that? Exactly. Yeah. Meaning, you know, depending on your house, your situation, the beds and sleeping, that the kids may need to give up their room for the guests or the guest. Uh, so how's that going to work? You know, we'll sit down and we'll tell Lucas or Ava you guys are actually going to come into mommy and daddy's room. You're going to be, I don't know, on the floor or in some sort of air mattress or whatever. Kids are adaptable, which is great. And they don't have to have every little thing. You know, at least that's that's the way we are with our kids. It's good for them. It's good character stuff, good character building. We just tell them that that may happen. And so we prepare them for that. And they're not surprised when it's the first night and they're trying to climb in their bed and snuggle up and, uh, then, you know, grandma, grandma, grandma walks in the room, you know, and she's ready to go to sleep and you're, you know, so it's not a surprise. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Uh, I don't think most grandmas would have a problem with that. Most of them would grandma, be like, they'd oh. probably be like, oh yeah, let's cuddle, let's cuddle for about 10 minutes. And they're like, grandma needs your sleep. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, when that, you're a grandma, you will need your sleep, Lance. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I need my sleep right now. Okay. That, right, that wasn't good. even that funny to me at first. I was like, what's he talking about? Because I, oh, wait, he said grandma. I don't think yeah. I'll ever be a grandma. <laughs> well, let's hope not. I'm, I'm not planning on it. Okay, good. But speaking of plans, another thing yeah. that you could tell your kids to plan on is not waking up at 6 a.m. like they normally do. Do something, do anything to get them to chill out. It's like, hey, you guys get to sleep in in the morning. You get to sleep until 7 o'clock. You always wake up at 6. Tomorrow you get to 
sleep until seven or yeah that's how exciting is that a whole 7 a.m sleep in that's awesome hey it beats i love that actually yeah oh goodness yeah what time what time does your the average child osborne child wake up ah man i have to be honest we've got it good uh for the most part everybody gets up 6 45 7 we don't have any of this 5 30 a.m stuff and i've I've heard crazy stories and and man you people who do deal with that with your little boys or your little girls who want to get up and play dolls and play with you and your wife or your husband and all that stuff right. at 5 30 at at that <laughs> hour especially it might be okay if you're somebody who normally gets up at 5 30 anyway that might that might be okay it's all relative but yeah i imagine if there's there could be someone listening that's like 6 45 oh my gosh I haven't been up that early since I had to get up for school <laughs> in, you know, the eighth grade or whatever, you know. Um, right, but, but no, for that I'm, guy, with, I'm, I'm sure, with you. I'm sure there are other people who are thinking, wait, 6.45, that is so late? And it really is late, you know? I, I'm counting my blessings for it. I've already ran six miles. I know a couple of people like that. Who've already started their day. Yeah, they've already started their day that early. So just going, it's, it's all relative, but... For us, I'm with you. The Earhart's are similar. You know, 6.45.7 is about the average time that uh, an Earhart child would wake up. It's lucky if it goes past that. But they do, the point, going back to the point, they do get up and they make uh, they make themselves at home, <laughs> you know. And we don't mind to an extent. I mean, there's certain things they can't do, but... Uh, you know, they, they go downstairs, we've got a little snack box, so they don't bother us for food and all these things. But when you oh, have that's guests a good over, idea. that's a great yeah, idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. See, it's a great idea. Uh, but Catherine when got that over, from Pinterest, didn't she? I don't know. Probably from Sarah Osborne. <laughs> when we, when we have guests over and there's a lot of people there and grandpa's on an air mattress in the kitchen. <laughs> You can't go down, you know what I mean? Uh, I exaggerated that a little bit, but I'm not I'm not over it either. I would totally put Grandpa in an air, on an air mattress in the kitchen. Hi, Grandpa. <laughs> Thanks for listening, by the way. <laughs> hey, when you're a Grandpa, Lance, you'll understand. <laughs> that one I can get behind. <laughs> All right, good. So prepping your kids, prepping your guests for your kids, how about that? You know, switching gears a little bit. Right. What, uh, what, what can you do to kind of let everybody know that's coming in town, how things might work. Hey, thanks for coming. Don't forget, we have a lot of kids. That's <laughs> I, I would start somewhere around there. Yeah, and exactly. then piggybacking on what we just talked about from the, the kids' perspective, hey, uh, you might have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning just because you're <laughs> exactly. going to yay, woo, wow, all that stuff from our kids. Especially, <laughs> now get this, I mean, we're kind of saying, okay, grandma, grandpa, or whatever, but if you have another family that is staying with you, and they have kids, so even though my kids usually get up at a decent hour, 6.45, if <laughs> your kids, Bobby, if your kids are coming to my house, my kids are so excited, they can't sleep, and no, they wake I up, I would imagine, most of the time, yeah, they're waking up much earlier than they should, just because they're ready to play, they're ready to start the day. Totally the same on our side. You know, so you do what you can to just to kind of manage that. I, I don't think it's... I don't think we need to make a huge effort to like control it or f- forbid it because, you know, it's cool for them to be excited, but to manage it and prepare them on the front end, you know what? 
let's not leave. You can wake up at whatever time, but you can't come out of this room until a timer goes off or until someone comes and lets you out or whatever. And I'm not saying lock the door. Let me repeat that. Full disclosure, disclaimer, don't lock your kids in a room. But those are just ideas. So, And then obviously, like like we said, preparing your guests, let them know there's a shot that three little kids or four little kids are going to be running around and potentially climbing on you if you're sleeping on the couch in the playroom. Can you relate, Lance? Absolutely. I've, I've been there <laughs> 10 days ago. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm just kidding. It was sorry. fun. It was you fun. You had to stay in the playroom. I'm sorry, man. Hey, we put up a sheet across the doorway, and it was almost like having a, a real door. It didn't block out yeah. the noise, but it blocked out the kids for the most part. My kids as well. They kind of respected that natural barrier. It totally They worked. cannot get through the sheet. <laughs> but back to That's the guest, great. right? Back to prepping your guests. I mean, we're kind of exaggerating here for the most part. If somebody's staying in your home, you know them well they enough, probably know. and they know you well enough that they know. They get it. They know... There's going to be a lot of coming and going. They know it's going to be noisy. They know bedtimes and all that stuff. They're just, they're aware of that stuff. But I tell you what, a reminder in advance is never a bad thing. Because anybody, of course, will play it off. Oh, yeah, I'm just fine. But if they, if they're just a little more persnickety, how about that word? Persnickety with their schedule and kind of setting their ways and all that stuff. Just giving them a heads up, you know, a few days in advance may not be a bad thing at all. Maybe two hours advance, 30 minutes before they <laughs> arrive. Hey, you remember, you're coming to my house. <laughs> hey, since we talked to you last, we had another kid. Yeah. So it's going to be even crazier. You know, they are probably very familiar with you, but it, it's not a bad thing to remind them for sure. I'm with you there. Well, Bobby, let's get a little more concrete. Where to put people? It's not like you have a spare bedroom, because if you're listening to this show, unless you live in a mansion, which if you do, uh, please email me at theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com and invite my family to come hang out with your family. But in all seriousness, I, you know, the average home is, what, 2,500 square feet or something like that. Uh, three, four bedrooms. I mean, I'm just ballparking here. But even if you've got a larger family, most of the large families that I know, uh, I'm thinking four kids, six kids, seven kids. I don't know anybody who has a a five bedroom, six bedroom, seven bedroom house so that all the kids have their own place and they've got a guest bedroom and they've got a spare office. For the most part, we're kind of stacking the kids in. I think this is just one of the the natures of the beast of the big family. We stack our kids in and it's it's very idealistic to think that we can have a guest room for somebody and some people are able to. We always thought we were going to be able to. We're past that point now. We We don't have that anymore. But if you don't have that luxury, and it is a luxury, so so appreciate it if you've got it. But if yeah. you don't have that, what are you doing with your guests? Yeah, I mean, for us, you you kind of hit it on the head, the hit the nail on the head. We we do displace the kids. We do uh, invite them into uh, our bedroom, and they're kind of surrounding the floor. It becomes a bit of a barracks, which we try to open up beds for our guests. Uh, but when they come with children, just like you guys did, um, that's even more challenging. So you're trying to put 
maybe uh, the same age group together, maybe the same gender together. Obviously, that probably gets more important as uh, the kids grow. But at, at the younger kids, you know, trying to just put them all together in certain uh, age groups. And what I mean by that is if, you know, we've got William who's 10 months old, he still kind of has to have his own space because it's very likely he's going to be waking up in the middle of the night. And we don't want him to wake everybody else up. So, yeah, there's just, you know, it's it's a it's an algorithm <laughs> to try to figure out uh, what to do. And it probably changes based on your guests. Uh, if it's your, if it's grandma and grandpa, they're probably used to figuring it out. You've got it all set up. But when you guys came, you know, we, we did have to think through it a little bit and, and it, it wasn't perfect, right? It certainly wasn't great. Uh, I'm sure you're gracious to say that maybe you slept well a little bit, um, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. So we've stayed down there with you guys, what, three or four times now with our trips down there. And we've made some changes along the way and you guys have tweaked some things and we've tweaked some things. And so again, Sarah being eight months pregnant during this last trip, she, she didn't want to be on a smaller bed. She didn't want to be uh, in somebody else's bed. She was like, you know what? I don't think Bobby and Kat will be offended if we bring our own air bed and make it work once we get there. And you know what? You guys are awesome. You were super flexible, super gracious with that. You, you weren't offended in the least that Sarah wanted to oh, spread yeah. out a little bit more. And it was, oh, are you great. kidding me? I'm not going to cross the, the nine month pregnant lady, whether <laughs> she's my best friend's wife or not. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, honey, you can sleep wherever you want. If you can sleep, more power to you. Bobby's trying to avoid that smack upside the head that pregnant women give so well. Yeah, I'm probably still going to get it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so make those changes along the way. Uh, but do what you can to prepare on the front end. Uh, so I, mm -hmm. I guess for me, Bobby, this kind of takes us to uh, the making a plan idea. Uh, there are a few things that, that you can do. Uh, what can you do in advance? Uh, so whether it's food, whether it's planning your date night, I don't know. Do you want to jump into some of that stuff? Sure. Yeah. Just staying in line with the idea of displacing kids in different bedrooms. Um, you know, maybe uh, somebody's either taking a room or kids leaving their room, especially in the case where a kid's leaving their room. So you don't have to disturb your guests to walk in at, I don't know, whatever time to get pajamas. Or uh, if your kid wakes up at 6 a.m. like we talked about, which is highly likely, and you want to get them dressed maybe before grandma who sleeps until 10 wakes up, you know, get all their clothes out of their, out of their dressers or plan for that on that front end. We've learned that the hard way. We've had to wake guests up. And again, going back to the idea that these folks know you, they're not going to be angry, but it, you know, just something to think about. Uh, it's diapers. If you've got a little one and the nursery, uh, the normal nursery is being taken over. Let's get some diapers and wipes out of there so we're not walking in there in the middle of the night and things like that. You know what I mean? That is a great idea. I would imagine that's something that a lot of big families and probably even small families do already. Uh, we've got two, our, our two youngest are boys, Luke and Tyler. I think it would be helpful for us to still, and I'm, I'm actually going to jot down a note of doing this right now for tomorrow. Sometimes Tyler likes to sleep in a little bit later than Luke. Sometimes it's the other way around. I want to take a stash of each of their clothes and put somewhere else outside of their room <laughs> because when I've got to get them up or when Sarah has to get them up, I mean, yeah, I just have an emergency stash somewhere, right? Just in case. I'm but picturing so, like, I'm picturing several different diaper and clothing locations in your house. Like Sarah, 
Sarah's like, oh, let me go upstairs and get some. No, no. And Lance opens uh, the couch cushion and out comes a pair of pajamas and a diaper. Oh, that's two sizes back, honey. He he wears a three now. That's a one. Oh, he'll fit into it. (laughs) Or better, 10 years from now, she finds a pair of itty bitty boy shorts, (laughs) baby boy shorts, and goes, oh, this Uh, is where those have been. Yeah, I can see my personality taking that to the, you know, too far. Why are there clothes in the freezer, um, you know, or whatever? It's just for an emergency, right? <laughs> well, the good news is you don't uh, have great. to do that for your guest. You could probably just park it in the hallway overnight. But uh, yeah, like I said, I got to take that a step further for our day-to-day stuff, just so we don't have to wake up one of the boys in the morning, you know, getting one of them ready, that kind of thing. Yeah, it really but, is. We actually really do have a couple different diaper stations, wipe stations, so you're not having to go upstairs every time for the the changing table. We yeah. did with Ava. It was always like, go to the changing table, and now we're like, wherever we can change the kid and someone's <laughs> not embarrassed or thinking that this is inappropriate, it doesn't matter anymore. Sure. So sure. anyway... Uh, how about, uh, w- what about another one? Why don't you take that next one, Lance? Uh, hot water. I, this might be something you're already running into. If you've got a bunch of kids, and especially if they're teenagers or they're at the age where they're showering themselves or whatever, you start going, okay, well, if this house is going to endure six, seven showers a day or more, that's a lot of hot water. If you've just got a standard old Plano hot water tank, Man, you're putting it through the ringer. Something that that I've heard before is, and I've actually done it before, especially when guests come or when I know that we're just going to be running the shower a lot or we're using a lot of hot water for the washer, that kind of thing. You can, if, if you're unaware, your hot water tank has a thermostat on it. You can turn the dial on that up and you can do it temporarily. It's not that big of a deal at all. So essentially, you get the water in the tank a lot hotter, so be careful, especially with your younger ones. But you get the tank water a lot hotter, which means essentially you're using less of it. You're using less of the hot water mixed in with your cold water, which means that for a short time, your hot water issues will be resolved a little bit. So yeah, I, I kind of yeah, feel like I'm a... channeling my inner Bob Vila there. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a lot of people showering, though. I mean, you got all these guests and uh, you know, kids and things like that. that. That's a good, that's a good point. You know, something people may not think about. And just don't forget to turn it back after your guests leave. Otherwise your hot water tank is just going to keep on going all the time. It'll be sizzling. Yeah. See this, this show just never ends with great advice. See, doesn't even, doesn't even end. I love it. Well, let's keep, let's keep the hits coming. <laughs> uh, How Bobby, about food preparation? I think that's all you right there. You spend a lot more time in the kitchen than I do, man. You were, anytime we roll into your house, you're always in the kitchen. It's your domain. It's your zone. You're prepping stuff left and right. You love it. So I, I know you're good to us when you're a good uh, when you're a host for us. So I'd imagine you're like that with other people. You probably got some good advice on that. Yeah, it's my thing. I guess it's the one. I feel like it's the biggest thing that I can contribute to the household. I may have mentioned that in other shows, but uh, and I do. I don't not enjoy cooking or anything like that. So yeah, the kitchen's my. It's my place, man. I'll, I'll tell Catherine. I'll handle this if you just do everything else. <laughs> um, no, I, I help out in other places too. But yeah, cooking for the masses, man. If you've got, when we when you guys came in town or you, we had, you know, we were adding what, six bodies to the to the six that we have. Plus Sarah has ha- had one, uh, you know, in the oven, if you will. Um, so nice, nice food pun there. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, thank you. So, uh, 
you know, is this time, is this where you do pizza? Is this where you do casseroles? Is this where uh, you, you make sure you buy more eggs than you normally would, you know? So just in general, thinking about that, cooking and, and uh, being prepared for, you know, if you got a lot of kids, man, I know we're always mac and cheese, <laughs> things like that. Keeping it easy, keeping it simple, uh, maybe paper plates. Gosh, that's a big one for us having paper plates and paper products on hand because otherwise you're doing dishes the whole weekend. So, and that's certainly, you know, going to save you some money versus maybe having to go out to eat. What do you think? Yeah, a uh, good point. So there's another angle to that though, when you start talking about food stuff and that's eating out. So I think, I think we can talk about eating out and maybe a social night. That's something that we love to do with you and Kat as well when we're, we're visiting or anytime we're hosting guests in again, especially from out of town. We love being able to hang out with them with the kids, but also without the kids. There's nothing like good quality adult time for something like that. Uh, so it, it's just part of the plan. I, I think I'm a planner by nature. I did event planning for a long time. It's just kind of in my blood to put everything together, A, then B, then C, and it just makes sense, and you follow the map and all that. Uh, there's a, certainly an element of go with the flow that exists because uh, the hardcore planner inside of me has been broken by all the number of kids that we've got. It's just, right. you know, you've got to, got to be a lot more flexible than you used to be, which is a good thing. But uh, at the end of the day, for something like your social nights or let's go out to dinner with friends, piecing all that together is a lot more fun. And it's a lot more fun when you plan it and you say, here's where we're going. Here's roughly when we're going to get there. Here's, um, I don't know, maybe look at some menu options in advance. Like do all that stuff so that you can really focus on spending time with your people and all the the periphery of, you know, where are we going to go? And then having to, uh, I don't know, just having to decide and explain to them all the different options that they've gotten stuff. I don't know. It, for me, that's not really spending quality time with somebody. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it's 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 versus not having a plan. It's it's better to know that hey, on Friday night, all the kids are going to be able to play and they're going to run rambunctious. We're going to be crazy. It's going to be pizza, and you know you're planning for that time to be together and just being ready for it, and and you're prepared emotionally and mentally for that, so it doesn't stress you out. Uh, you know, so like when you guys came in town, it was easy for me to be like, you know, I don't care that our playroom is literally going to be destroyed tonight because that's the kids having fun and I'm fine with that. We can clean it. But I was ready for it because we had talked about it. And then we knew Saturday night, going back to your point, uh, that we were going to try to get a sitter that could take care of all of our kids. Uh, good luck with that. But we have some pretty awesome ones uh, in our back pocket and we, uh, were able to get one to do so. And then Lance and Sarah and me and Catherine, we all went, we all went out on a little date together and that was part of the plan. And we prepared our kids for that. So our kids kind of knew that mommies and daddies are going to be gone tonight, but they were still excited because they were together. You know what I mean? Is that, is that what you're talking about? You got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about not burning mental energy on things that you don't have to. Like why, yeah. why leave all that stuff up in the air? And it's not only the, the mental energy, a lot of the time, and just speaking from experience, if you end up with somebody who is kind of ambivalent and they kind of don't care, but maybe deep down they do care because they say they'll eat anything, but they won't eat sushi <laughs> and they don't want steak tonight and, and, and you just end up wasting time, which is the whole yeah. point of why you're trying to be together. You're trying to spend time together. So anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just the plan of all that stuff. Um, but 
dude, props on your sitter last time. She was amazing. Why don't you uh, talk about her for a second? Because uh, she's got to be a diamond in the rough, but there's also got to be other people like there, like her out there. Yeah, and she's about to go off to college. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you should not go to college. You should be a babysitter for forever. Well, we've probably funded funded part of her college because <laughs> she is such a great babysitter. Uh, so we knew this was coming up, the, the funny story, and then I guess we'll, we'll probably need to bring it in for a landing. But the funny story here is we asked her, and she has a sister who's maybe two years younger, uh, and we wanted, we were like, well, it's going to be a lot of kids. So could you come and your sister and, you know, obviously we'll pay you both because we're adding four kids to our four kids. It's going to be eight. And, you know, even we're like being parents, we're like cringing at the idea. Like, wow, I don't know that I could handle this. Uh, I know Catherine could do it, but I don't know that Bobby could do it. <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to do it. And she's like, oh, you know what? My sister is unavailable, but I got this. No big deal. And I, Catherine was telling me the story and I was just like, my jaw was dropped. I was like, really? She can do this? I mean, and part of me was like, can she do it? But that was only a split second because we know this girl and she just, she just owned it. It was great. And she did a good job. But why was she able to to handle it? She is the oldest of... She's the oldest of, gosh, I think eight, eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Bring it back around. Yeah. The above. So that's a good point there. Uh, she, she is the oldest of, I think really it is eight or nine. Uh, and she's got them from diapers through toddler years through, you know, weird middle school years. <laughs> <laughs> she can do it all and we're going to miss her, but hopefully, uh, she'll be back in town for the summers and Christmas, so we'll take advantage of that stuff. Uh, she was wonderful with the kids. So anyway, yeah. props to you and you and Kat for for picking her out. My kids loved her. They did her hair, all that stuff. But again, kind of coming back to what we're doing, you know, making a plan. I was so relieved that I didn't have to worry about my kids because as soon as I met her, I was like, oh, shoot, man, we're set for the rest of the night. So I was really able to enjoy my time with you and with Sarah, and we had a great time. Didn't even have to think about the kids. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Yep. Hey, uh, any final thoughts? You got anything else, Bobby? I think this was a, a good one to talk about. Yeah. There's, and I'm, there's always, I'm sure plenty more that we miss and, and we could talk forever and that's certainly not something anybody wants. So uh, yeah, I think we're good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if there is something obvious that we missed, I don't know, maybe there's a part two, a year or two down the road on something like this. Let us know. Uh, please give us some feedback. That'd be great to hear from you. You can do so by emailing us at the above average show at gmail.com, or you can just head on over to above average show.com where you can find our email address, newsletter, sign up, uh, show recap, show notes, all that stuff. It's over there again at above average show.com. Uh, you can also find Bobby and I on Twitter. I'm there at Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E. And Bobby? At B-E-H-R-H-A-R-D-T. Bearheart. I'm so proud. Well done. I'm not, saying, I, I'm not saying anything. I know you're not. I'm just saying I'm proud of you, son. I, I feel like your son. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but that's all we got. That's all we got. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for raising a family that is above average. We'll see y'all next time. Later, guys.
see y'all next time. Later, guys. Try that one more time. Later, guys. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> just just try the, the normal one. Later, guys. That was good. Good. I'm still proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs>